G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And joining us on the line is our Middle East expert, Ron Ross. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing very well, Matt. You? Very good. I always love hearing uh, the updates uh, from the Middle East. And uh, some interesting news with the Israel election. There's a quandary, and uh, a lot of it's got to do with an Arab party, which is the major reason. Give us an update on that. Yeah, Prime Ministerial hopefuls Ari Derry, Moshe Gaffney and Bezalel Smotrich, leaders of the parties that to some extent support Benjamin Netanyahu, are not prepared to relinquish their influence in a procrastinating political standoff. Netanyahu has indicated his support for rotation leadership with Naftali Bennett, chairman of Yasmina, but others within the coalition are not happy. Derry Gaffnick and Smotrich argue that it's inconceivable to give Bennett a rotation when they have more power than he does or the same power he does. Channel 12 News political commentator Amit Siegel said, even if Netanyahu and Bennett go together definitively, the problem is Smotrich, who vehemently refuses to go to a government that relies on the votes of Ram, the Arab party. So in such a situation, Netanyahu cannot form a government and the dates on which the mandate to form a government is still in his hands are running out without any significant progress on the horizon. There's still a tip that Netanyahu may run for president uh, if he can negotiate behind the scenes to get his right-wing platform the government position. Time will tell. Well, it's certainly uh, one to watch. We need to be praying and standing in the gap for Israel. Uh, actually, early this morning, I was doing a prayer walk on the beach, and I did a Facebook Live, and Ian Warby popped on my Facebook Live, and, and I said, hey, Ian, let's pray for Israel together. So we prayed for Israel together through Facebook, and uh, it's always important to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and, and pray for revival in Israel as well, and pray for their leaders, because it's certainly a uh, tumultuous time in politics. Now, in other news uh, in the Middle East, Experts are predicting that it'll take Iran nine months to fix the damage caused recently at the Natanz nuclear facility. What's the latest there? Yeah, two intelligence officials told the New York Times on Sunday that the fire at the Natanz nuclear facility in Iran was caused by a large explosion that completely destroyed the independent and heavily protected internal power system that supplies the underground centrifuges that enrich uranium. The officials who spoke on condition of anonymity said that the explosion had dealt a severe blow to Iran's ability to enrich uranium and that it could take at least nine months to restore production. The intelligence officials said there'd been an Israeli role in the incident. Israel has not publicly confirmed or denied any involvement in the incident. IDF Chief of Staff Lieutenant General Avev Kahavi gave a rare strong hint pointing to Israel's involvement on Sunday. He said the IDF's actions throughout the Middle East are not hidden from our enemy's vision, who are observing us, seeing our capabilities, and carefully considering their next steps. 
how ominous is all that? Mm, absolutely. Certainly one to watch. And uh, on in other news, I'm excited to hear about a new movie that's uh, coming out soon called Goldie. And Helen Mirren is to play Golda Mia, who was Israeli's only female prime minister. Tell us a bit about this. The Academy Award winner Helen Mirren will portray Golda Mia, Israel's only female prime minister, in an upcoming biopic set during the Yom Kippur War. The news follows the announcement last month of another star-powered production on Mia, a series titled Lioness, led by Israeli actress Shira Hass, who starred in the series Unorthodox. While Lioness will follow Mia from her birth in Kiev to her American upbringing in Milwaukee, her role in the formation of Israel and her rise to becoming the new nation's first and only female prime minister, according to a report in Deadline, Golda will focus on the turbulent Yom Kippur War period. Along with the rest of Israel, Mir and her all-male cabinet were taken by surprise by the attack on the eve of the holiday in 1973 by Egyptian, Syrian and Jordanian forces. Golda will be directed by Israeli filmmaker Guy Nativ, who won the 2018 Academy Award for Best Short Film for Skin, a film involving neo-Nazis that he later made into a feature. As someone who was born during the Yom Kippur War, I'm honoured to tell this fascinating story, he said, and it's a movie we'll all be anticipating. Well, looking forward to seeing that, a movie called Goldie coming out soon. And, of course, Helen Mirren, who played the Queen in, uh, in that uh, movie about the Queen many years ago. Uh, and uh, looks like, uh, I mean, it's fascinating. If you look at the Yom Kippur War, which uh, you know followed Egypt, Syria, and Jordan's surprise attack on the Sinai Peninsula and the Golan Heights in 1973, it really was miraculous. Uh, and uh, it's interesting that, uh, you know, the, the Prime Minister was known as the Iron Lady of Israel, um, yeah. Golda Meir. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by Israeli history, so I'm looking forward to seeing that new movie, Goldie, coming up soon. Uh, in other news, United Arab Emirates have named two new astronauts, and one of them is a woman. Yeah, what a revolution is taking place in the Arab world. Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, the ruler of Dubai, who also serves as the autocratically ruled country's Prime Minister and Vice President, named the two astronauts in modern terms on Twitter. He identified Noura Al-Matrushi as the UAE's first female astronaut with her male counterpart, Mohammed Al-Mullah. A later government promotional video described Al Matrushi, born in 1933, as an engineer at the Abu Dhabi based National Petroleum Construction Company. The two astronauts have been selected among more than 4,000 applicants. They'll undergo training at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas. If Maltrusha ends up going on a mission, she could become the first Arab woman in space the UAE government has said. That is wonderful to hear, mate, and uh, amazing. You'd you never think you'd hear that out of the United Arab Emirates. And I've actually got a friend that used to be, uh, used to work in, in the, the United Arab Emirates and was part of the underground church there. And he said it was very secretive and very dangerous, but uh, there were some strong believers there. And, uh, you know, there's a remnant of believers in in uh, many nations around the world. Um, wonderful to hear of some strong Christian believers there. And uh, I do have a terrible joke for you about the United Arab Emirates. Uh, Ron, is that okay if I share a quick joke with you? 
I'll brace myself. Okay, brace yourself. It's a dad joke, but I love it. What's the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? The people of Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but the people of Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> Abu Dhabi, yeah. do. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I got you. Anyway, all right. One more story from you, mate. Uh, the Jewish population is at its lowest percentage since the founding of Israel. Tell us about that. What an interesting story for those of us who pray for Jerusalem and the Israel people and the Jewish people. The proportion of Jews in Israel's population fell below the threshold of 74% for the first time this year. Data from the Central Bureau of Statistics published yesterday in honour of Israel's 73rd Independence Day has revealed. The report shows that close to the establishment of the state in 1948, the Jewish percentage of the population stood at 82.1%, while today it stands at 73.9%. Additional data reveals that on the eve of Independence Day, the population of Israel is about 9.327 million. Segmentation shows that about 6.9 million are Jews and about 1.9 are Arabs, including Muslims, Arab Christians and the Druze. About 467,000 people are defined as others, including non-Arab Christians, members of other religions, and those registered as having no religious classification in the population registry. Since the establishment of the state, about 3.3 million people have immigrated to Israel, with around 1.5 million of them arriving since 1990. So prophecy continues to be fulfilled, but it's an interesting statistic to study. And I've heard um, the word used before, is it Aliyah? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, it means in Hebrew, going up. It's going up to Israel. And that's uh, the phenomenon of people going back to Israel from all over the world uh, for religious reasons. Is that, is that what the, the definition that's is? That's right. Yeah. That's when in the Holocaust we remember people crying out, next year in Jerusalem. It's the promise of Jews all around the world that they will return. Mm, absolutely. Well, it's certainly uh, an interesting statistic and, uh, I know that, uh, I mean, I've, I've interviewed a lady recently who planted Hillsong in Israel. And uh, right. she, she's got a church in Tel Aviv, I think. And she's got to be very careful about what she says on the radio at the moment. But, um, you know, fascinating to hear that there are uh, Christians uh, visiting Israel and moving to Israel from all over the world as well. Let's hope the percentage of Christians rises in, uh, in the next survey. Um, but I, I also just, you know, want to encourage everyone, let's keep, Blessing Israel. The Bible says God blesses those who bless Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, keep watching what's happening. That's why it's important we have people like you, Ron, uh, joining us and updating us on what's happening in the Middle East because you don't hear much of it in the secular media, do you, mate? <laughs> no, and it's very interesting to observe what's going on in the uh, court case with Benjamin Netanyahu at the moment. The big exposure is on the media being manipulated. Mm. And it's uh, interesting to me that it's not just happening in Israel. It's a situation worldwide. And some of the most political influences in the world are the uh, big media. Yeah, that's right. That's why Christian broadcasting is so important. Mm. And how many years were you in Israel for, Ron? I was in five years. That's all my visa would allow. Five years. Wow. I was just talking to a Messianic Jewish friend on the weekend, Jason Golden, an evangelist from Melbourne. And he was saying he's been to Israel twice and 
he wanted to move there for six months and he, he had planned to do it. And then, you know, COVID hit, of course, and hasn't, no one can go there at the moment. But hopefully the doors uh, will, the borders will open one day and we can get back over there. Hey, Ron? Well, I'm looking forward to that possibility. That would be awesome. Mm, absolutely. Well, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you, mate. Thank you for uh, always educating us and informing us and inspiring us to pray for Israel. God bless you, brother. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.